Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to episode, I think it's 113, but I'm not sure. Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. If you could pop the music down a little bit, Cassie. In studio today with... J-Lo, Jason Leckler at Walzer Nissan Coon Rapids. This is where you say Cassie Schrader. Oh, sorry, Cassie Schrader. <laughs> uh, Stephen Collins, Coon Rapids Nissan. And last Walzer. but not least... I think I just heard Cassie's feet on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was that close. We'll, we'll be right back with this uh, after this exciting announcement. Absolutely. It's the latest. Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Depressing fall music. I forgot to mention we have Mike Gelfan on the line as well. Um, it is a tradition on Car Selling Secrets that uh, the first time we have a guest on, they tell the story of their very first automobile. As JLo, I think this is your. F- you were the one of the first guests, right? I think the so, first yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Episode so, number yeah. one, and I think this is what your fourth time fourth here. Time we already know your boring ass story. So, Steve, oh, you're up. Oh, well. <laughs> and I did not warn Stephen of this. So. No, it's all right. It's all right. I'll be all right. Uh, my first car was a Ford LTD. Uh, so my dad was a chief of police in Maplewood, and so oh, really? he got a old cop car from auction. And back in that time, they weren't like they didn't have logos on the doors. They spray painted everything, so the shield and everything was spray painted on there. So when they sold it, they just took gray primer and spray painted over. So at nighttime, when I'm driving down the road, someone would pull up next to me and they would look to the side and look like I was a cop. So not too many people passed me. Wow. <laughs> I always hated guys like you. It's usually oh, some seventeen-year-old well. kid that yeah. buys an old highway patrol car at a police auction and yeah. then puts more stuff on the so they look more right. cop. Like stick the fake antennas on the roof and then just pull up behind people really fast. And yeah, I hate you, <laughs> Steve. Um, hate Steve you. and J Lo. Uh, J Lo is the general manager of uh, Walzer uh, Nissan up in Coon Rapids, and Steve's one of the salespeople. Steve was telling us in between shows that. He actually died. Yep. Uh, I had a triple hernia surgery. And uh, so before the surgery, I was like in pre-op, and the nurse came in and said, you might want to talk to the surgeon because this antibiotic that he's giving you is really close to something that you're allergic to. And I'm like, okay. So I mentioned it to him. He's like, ah, it's far enough away. You'll be fine. So okay. So I think the surgery was like at 8 o'clock in the morning, and at 2.30 they finally were bringing me out, and they're like, Oh, and you just need to tell you this, that you didn't have a blood pressure and you had no pulse and you weren't breathing for three minutes. And I go, oh, so like 
I died. And they're like, well, we don't want to say it like that, but <laughs> that's kind of how it was. And I go, okay, so how do you feel now? And I just said, well, I don't know, my feet got really hot. And, um, I but, love it. <laughs> Tom got it, but like the anesthesiologist was not amused. He's like, "What, what do you mean?" And then he's like, "You're so tan." And Jayla will tell you this: I'm always tan in the summertime. He's like, "We didn't know if you were allergic to anything because we couldn't tell if there are any welts on you." I'm like, "Oh, please, I'm not that tan." But uh, yeah, so that was my story. How long ago was that, Steve? That was about five years ago. Oh wow, that'd be yeah. weird. But you don't remember it. No. I mean, it no, I, didn't have any effect on you. No, at all. not at all. Like they wanted three to keep minutes it. though with no heart. Three forty-two. Yeah. No wonder you're selling Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Now I'm driving a Nissan. He attacks him. First time he's ever attacked Nissan. I know. Well, you have an awesome car. I used to have one. Oh my God, that car! I love that car. I'm telling you. We talked about it on the morning show this morning. I named all three. Uh, it just it could not have gone any smoother. And it wasn't because I work with you guys and Doug. And, well, and that's what know. I was trying to point out. They started that Walzer to You stuff back right. in the early days of COVID, and it was pretty popular, actually. And, Absolutely. Um, even though people are, are functioning for the most part, even though the COVID thing is still going on, most people are comfortable especially if they're vaccinated but but there are some people that are taking advantage of it because they just don't have time so yep yeah we can do virtually everything online um the only things that we ever need to have signed with a pen are the state documents yeah. purchase agreement title application things like that but and that'll probably change i think because you know more and more dealerships and businesses are going to all electronic it's just it's more efficient so it's it'll be good of the u of the uh, u of m if minnesota gets on board fortunately they finally cleaned up that minlars disaster that we struggled through for a few years that's uh that's that fun yeah god those were terrible day years oh yeah. it's just awful so those of you that don't know uh the, the state it started probably six years ago. It was during the Dayton administration. Decided to modernize their licensing system. It was called Minlars. Oh yeah. And they spent I don't know hundred million dollars, and they never vetted the company. They did it, and it just was a total disaster. It screwed up everything. We couldn't get lien releases on cars. We couldn't get titles for them. People were pissed off. Everybody was mad, and the the people that really suffered the most. It turns out that the deputy registrars, you know, where you go to get your license and stuff, those are all privately run businesses. And because yeah. uh, of the incredible backlog created by this uh, computer s software that they had, they, they weren't getting paid. They were going into their life savings to keep their businesses open. And a bunch of us went down uh, at the request of your buddy, Scott Lambert, Tom, and we went down to the legislature. This was probably three or four years ago and actually talked to a lot of the state senators and representatives and it was and sat in on a couple meetings it is kind of interesting to see government in action and the way that it works so it was fortunately those days are over yeah yeah well there there you i love to see how the government works too so basically this is how the government works if you're new in the country <laughs> billionaires own all the politicians there that's how <laughs> no, that's how the that's how it works right, right? Speaking of which, we were talking about this uh, with Mike at the end of the, the first hour. I'm going to read a quick story. It's actually fairly long. This came out Monday. Car rental giant Hertz is making an audacious bet on electric vehicles, purchasing 100,000 battery-powered vehicles from Tesla. The news of the sale lifted Tesla shares, and the world's most valuable automakers briefly hit an unprecedented, unprecedented $1 trillion market cap. Hertz's purchases will make up 
uh, the Tesla Model 3 is sedan that's the cheapest vehicle currently available from the electric car maker. Um, this, this article goes on and on, but it's actually, it's very interesting. So Hertz, as some people know, um, was on the verge of bankruptcy a year ago during the recession uh, caused by COVID and got some bailout money. And Mark Fields, who used to be the CEO of Ford, is now the CEO of Hertz, and he and Elon Musk engineered this deal, but there's actually more to it. When these cars come off rental service, they're going to be sold directly to the public through Carvana, which really? is really an interesting connection That's between awesome. these yeah. three <laughs> automotive giants. We're not probably thrilled about that news as car dealers because, I don't know, I actually like the Carvana model. I met those guys early on, but uh, most retail uh, car dealers just hate them because they think they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> they've had, you know, speaking of Minlars, they've had some huge problems around the country not They've been shut down in a couple of small markets because they have titling problems. Mm -hmm. They've grown so quickly. They've been buying so many cars all over the country, and they can't provide titles for the people. But it's an interesting story. One trillion dollars. I'm glad I didn't buy that Tesla stock a year ago when it was like $82. Yeah, yeah. Waited yeah. till now that it's up to 900 Well, I, what was the first year of the Tesla, the Roadster? Well, you had it. I think it was... I had the first one in Minnesota. 2005? Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. I Let's think that look is it about up. Right. I think it was about 2005. Loved the car. It bricked, so I sold it. Literally, if it broke down on the freeway, you could not move the car. Yeah, they'd yeah. have to come. Just sit there. And bring a new battery to put into exactly. the car before like, you hit oh, it. Nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, right. Well, Steve's dealt with me in digital, so, you know, he understands that me <laughs> bricking is not a good plan. <laughs> I'd have just picked the car up and thrown it in a ditch and gone home. Was like, is it true enough. that... Stephen was talking to you and said, um, just put your wife on the phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Tom, let's you, let you go find Catherine. How about that? <laughs> She's actually the happiest. You know how I know this? Because hmm. uh, I got a text from her the other day. She says, oh, are you God. and Sarah free for dinner on the November 6th? And I'm like, that's the day that I'm going to Israel. So. Oh, you are going to Israel? Yeah, I'm leaving on the 6th. You know this. We're going to Jimmy Francis's house. Oh, are you really? That's where we're having dinner. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was just telling, uh, who the hell was it I was telling yesterday? Oh, Michael Bryant. One of my favorite things about Jimmy Francis, he's the mayor of South St. Paul. And I told him that job. Is I have <laughs> no idea if he's a Republican or a Democrat. I have no clue. And he's I don't a, He is a Democrat, but his, his goal is yeah, to become good. the lieutenant governor because they get they to go to, to the other. cocktail parties. <laughs> 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 uh, I got to beat this guy. Jimmy. Jimmy's, oh, Jimmy's a great guy, really good guy. So he's also a really good cook. I had uh, the we'll mayor see. and his wife out on the <laughs> boat, and uh, I said, yeah, just, you know, we'll have water and pop and beer and stuff just bring a snack to share and he goes well i'm gonna i'll bring smoked quail i'm like yeah okay jimmy <laughs> he actually did I'm like, yeah. Yeah. that's a snack smoked yeah. quail smoked quail and that's I'll fancy pardon me carry on for a minute and i'll see if i can find the photo uh what do you think of doug's shirt <laughs> cut it out well, you said carry on for a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> really fascinating content. Come well, on, I'm just. Well, okay. Well, we were talking about herds. What is? Why are the rental car prices skyrocketing? Oh my God! Can't can't get cars. Is that the problem? Well, yeah, you know they uh, when they didn't have business during uh -huh. COVID, they got rid of all the cars and. Uh, you know, now trying to replace them when there's not cars being manufactured yeah. and things like that is, is really difficult. Yeah, because so. I've had a few friends that have had to 
you know, do rental cars, and normally it would cost like a hundred bucks. <coughs> they were getting charged eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and it was just like I was like, what? And you know, I mean, I I had, of course said it. Well, it's probably because of COVID, but it's just like my goodness. I, I mean, it's like that no matter where you go. Everything the cost is up. There's shortages on everything, shortages on workers. But yeah, bear. it's just yeah. Every time you turn around, there's a, another new thing you learn about that. Uh, they show up for boat rides. That's that like causes. movie stars, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you roll out the red carpet? No, no. Oh. We had a few friends out, and it was it's fun. But yeah, rental prices are, are much better now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a little bit of traveling, and I have been, and they're down pretty. You can get pretty reasonable deals. I'm going to go to my mom's 90th in Phoenix in December, and I think it was. $130 for four days. It was so bad for a while. Um, I, there were people that I knew that they would rent uh, U-Hauls. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you could rent a U-Haul yep. for nineteen yep. ninety-five a day. Well, yeah, I actually <laughs> and the rental know, car was seven hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. I know some people who did that with a Home Depot truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Home rent Depot them for truck. twenty bucks yeah. a day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's cheaper. Well, and you can always find it in the parking lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of Catherine. I think it was Catherine. I went to the Biltmore. I think, but I can't remember. Our at first, and she worked the deal out later with a. I don't know what what are those called again when you. You put your personal car up as a rental car. Oh, oh yeah. What's that I called again? I don't know what that's called. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Because uh, she, she got the final quote from one of those company car companies. Five grand for five days for a car. <laughs> $5,000. That was just in August, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So it might not have been. It might have been the earlier. Where did we go before that? I forgot. I don't know. You didn't invite me. I don't well, ever get invited you either. I just show. Right Kathy just goes, here's where we're going in a tough titty if you don't want to go there. <laughs> no, bad. It worked out pretty well. Again, she's in Florida right now, so, you know, I'll just wait here. <laughs> did, you, did you go to Canada this summer? No, I want to get back. No, you can't get in oh, yet, can right. you? Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I think, think you, you can, can now. You can now. Yeah, if you're oh, I've been vaccinated. So I still want to know. I, I, I'm going to show the people here this. Not your scar. It's yes. radio. They can't Let me it. show you my pubic bone. That's what I'm going to do. Now, I'd just like to know, why are the Vax cards so big that they, I know, they don't fit in your wallet? Why do they do that? I don't know. Why? Because you take a photo of it and just keep it on your phone. That's what I did. Get, yeah, get your wife well. on the phone. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Go ahead and say it, Steve. Yeah. Tom, get your wife on the phone. Catherine can take care of that for you. I think I saw something. The state is going to try and do a digital type of... They have it, and I got it, but it doesn't work very well. Oh, okay. It's really clumsy. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Docket. Docket. Oh, okay. Um, and it's fine. It, it finally worked and shows my first two, but I had to get a third because I'm going to Israel. and. Um, their government says that your most recent shot has to be inside of six months of when you're going to be in the country. It's you know it's 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 international travel with this thing. It's just mm -hmm. really yeah. yeah. Well, they keep changing the rules around. So yeah. I have a question for everybody at the table. So my my mafia car insurance <laughs> card doesn't expire till March 27th. So I just roll that over, or what do you do? Yeah. Call your insurance agent and tell them that you went from. The mafia card is something more sensible, and you'll probably get a substantial reduction in your. I would imagine. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be. So cheaper. what do you, I just call? So whatever yeah. you've paid, they'll call your State Farm agent, down. and all they'll, all they'll want to know is the two things. They'll want to know who you financed it through, uh, and then the the VIN of the car, the serial number. And Stephen will have all that for you, highlighted pretty. 
Look at right there. First thing you see. So that's that's Tom's, not Catherine. That's Tom's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. I don't know what the hell it is with me in digital. I just hate it so much. I can't stand it. Here, click here, and then do this, and then kiss the screen, and then like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I hate it so much, I can't even tell you. Well, you know, I, th- I think the reason for that is, is it has nothing to do with business. This whole guys are tough guys because they're sitting at a keyboard is driving me insane. Yeah. You would never say that to someone's face, yeah. you right. little candy ass. <laughs> God, I hate that so much. Yeah, I'll come over there. Oh, will you? Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually guys who'll come over there aren't going to tell you they're coming over. Right, they just right. show, show up. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not good, man. What do they call them, keyboard warriors? Keyboard, yeah, yeah, yeah keyboard, keyboard warriors. warriors. That's exactly it. Yeah, but. you got to worry about the ones that do show up and walk into the garage and see some guys standing there yeah. I, should probably, I should probably call state farm today huh yeah get that shifted over i think you actually have 30 days 14 is, is it 14 yeah. mm-hmm. you'll be 14? covered under your umbrella for the oh, okay. amount of time but well, like i tell everyone i would do it sooner rather than later. yeah i'm gonna get it done yeah because I, I bet your insurance goes down a little bit it won't go down a ton but why not it's based on the value of the car right and probably more safe well that one that you had had a million safety features, but so does the Ultima. So yeah, that's true. The problem with the Mafia cars, it had so many things on it, you could wreck it trying to oh. figure out how to oh operate the, <laughs> mas- the massage sheets. Yeah. Did you turn those things oh, on? I opened the door. I didn't know what to do. I called Doug on my way after switching cars with you, and I was talking about something. I'm like, man, this car's nice, and I go. I can't figure out this. He goes, "Don't try doing it now." As <laughs> <laughs> I go down 100, you know. You know, it's so amazing, though. Catherine just, yeah, she keeps bringing it up because I, over my lifespan, once I, you know, got a decent job, I started buying these really nice cars and all. She goes, are you done with that now? I said, oh, look at this nice. Now I'm talking about those gigantic limousine cars. Yeah, you had a Rover, didn't you? Had a Rolls Royce Phantom, yeah. yeah. All right. my favorite, Steve, you got to hear the story. Everybody else here, I think. Well, J-Lo, you probably didn't hear this, but I, I bought a used Rolls-Royce Phantom. So it would be like buying that Mercedes. It was about the same price, right? Yep. About the same price. It was a 2005, I think, is what it was. I think that was a, that long ago. So Catherine's like, oh, my God. It was, was not here. I would never buy one in Minnesota because Minnesotans would kill me if I did that. Well, there's no dealership. I mean, you have to there's take no it to Chicago exactly. to get the tires rotated. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's one of the reasons I got rid of it because as soon as it needed new tires, I figured $6,000 for a set <laughs> of tires? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Six grand. It's well, the, the king of England makes them for personally. <laughs> Here's what I loved about it, though. So we go get it. It was silver. It was a beautiful car. I just loved the car, but Catherine hated it. She just, it's too showy for her, right? Mm-hmm. I said, honey, we're in Florida. No one's going to care. We're only gonna, I'm only going to drive it once in a while. It's not going to be in it constantly. No, no one's going to care about this. So we go to get out of the parking lot, and it was a beautiful day. So instead of having the AC on, we just put the windows down, right? And there's a woman on the corner smoking a cigarette. She's doing that deal where she's holding her right elbow with her left hand and smoking a cigarette. And as the light changed, she looks at me and goes, rich fucker. 
<laughs> well, apparently they do care, honey. So let's get this on the market and sell it. What do you think? Let's sell the car. You know, we could put have Catherine in the back seat and crank up a little Hall and Oates. No, I just the rich girl. Yeah, exactly. Going too far. To be very clear, I did not buy a car for seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. I, I did not do that. It was more around the. Oh, you you didn't have public radio money. It was just. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't have public radio money. That's exa- That's a very good point, actually. The f- my favorite part when I switch vehicles with you and you're looking at the car and you're like, man, this thing's got everything. It's beautiful. Love it. Da, 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 da. And then you looked at the MSRP and you're like, are you kidding me? I get all this car for that? You're not quite used to Japanese and American vehicle prices, evidently. Yeah, well, I suppose that. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, what did I put on? I think I put, if I remember correctly, maybe in the three or four years I had that car, I think I put on about 10,000 miles in the whole three, four years. Not many. It's nothing. I don't put many miles on cars, that is true, but no, I just for, and this is not just because they're all sitting here and Doug and I have been been friends for a million years now, it, you guys do make it very, very simple. I just, one of the reasons I didn't want to get another car is like, I don't want to go through all that and blah, blah, but I didn't go through anything. Yeah. Because Steve told me to get Catherine on the phone. <laughs> 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 That's why I didn't go through any. Is your mom home? <laughs> yeah. If your mom's home, put her on the phone, will you please? How is the car business? I mean, what are you guys going to do if you can't get cars? You know, we're doing really well. I mean, it, we'll find a way, you know. And, yeah. and uh, I was talking to Andrew and some other people about it. It's like whenever something happens, you know, 2008, the recession, and, and now um, with COVID, we just find a way to, to figure it out, and we usually end up coming out coming out really well. So we, you know, used car values are up. Well, you got to pay more money to get them, and yeah. so that's what you did. Yeah. But when you do that, customers that are trading in, that's a good thing for them. So even though it's a little more expensive when they trade in there, uh, or the car they're buying, the car they traded in, they got more money for. So we're doing well. We're doing, you know, obviously who knows what tomorrow's going to bring. I I have a rolling 40 cars on the ground right now on the new car side instead of 250 like I used to like to have, but we're still uh, hitting our numbers. And it's going to be great for snow days this year. It will be very nice for snow days. <laughs> I cannot I, wait for that. I had the lines painted on the lot the other time or the other day last week, and it was the first time I didn't have to have them come out three different times. Yeah. Came out one day, hammered it all because not no many cars. cars to move. Yeah. You know the reality is um, is that even though we're not selling the volume, uh, the margins are a lot better now. I mean, we, are they? we price our cars. We're a one-price dealer group, but it's based on market conditions to a point. We don't like to go over uh, MSRP. It just doesn't it doesn't really feel all that great. There are a few rare exceptions where that happens, but we've got dealers that are willing to pay MSRP for our inventory so they can sell it in other parts of the country. And we're right. just like, we're not going to do that. But I keep telling friends, and that's why I told you, I said, you know, the, the smart thing to do right now, because in, in, in new car world, is look at leasing. Because yeah, right, leasing residual right. values are high. You're not, you know, to technically paying as much. And then in three years, the market is going to go back to the way it was probably sometime mid, uh, late next year. Mm-hmm. And in three years, there will be tons of cars. 
Uh, you know, there's always been this conversation about, well, the manufacturers are now, they're just going to build stuff to order. That's the that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. never going to do that. These right. guys and gals, Mary Barra is the CEO of General Motors, are the most competitive people in the world, and they want to kill each other. Ford just announced they're spending $11 billion to build a plant in Kentucky, I think, that's going to make electric F-150s. They're not going to build to order after spending $11 billion. Right. So. Yeah. That's why I, I that's why I suggested it for you, and I think for tax reasons, it actually leasing works out really well. Yeah, but I think it does. Yeah. If you're considering the market, uh, you can't quite find the right car, but you need a new one. That's a, a a really good option because you're in and out relatively quickly, and you're it's not going to be quite as expensive. We should probably take a short break and then right back with the second half of the show, and we'll have to see if we put Mike to sleep. I know. <laughs> Poor Mike, you're up on the second half. We'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom, and thanks to Profile, I've lost over 100 pounds. Yeah, that's right, over 100 pounds. I've been talking about Profile, and I'm telling you, I feel fantastic. Profile helped me, and they can help you too. So now that I've lost that weight, it's time to maintain and keep the weight off. You've heard me talk about Danette, who helped me lose the weight. She's now guiding me to maintain keeping the weight off. She's been incredible and I can't thank her enough. She is great. You should really reach out today. Profile will set you up with a free no-obligation consultation. No reason to wait any longer. Like I said, it's an absolutely free consultation. Check them out at ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. And if you use the promo code Tom Barnard, you will save $100 on your Profile membership. Reach out today. You'll be glad you did. Check out ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. All right, we're back with Car Selling Secrets. I'm going to read a quick story and then get everybody's take on it. This was part of, and I heard Biden talking about this and the deal that they think they've put together with the Democrats. It's uh, it's scaled back considerably from where they started, but there still is a lot of infrastructure money. And this is, I'm, I'm torn about this. So 11 Republican governors from states with auto manufacturing and distribution plants are opposing proposed legislation in the Democrats' massive spending bill that would give consumers an extra incentive to buy union-made electric vehicles. So, in other words, if the uh, the electric vehicle is built in a uh, UAW plant, uh, they could get a tax credit for as much as $12,500. I don't know. I think that the tax credits certainly spur the move to electric vehicle sales, which is, I mean, they're coming. Let's face it. Yeah. Hertz yeah. didn't buy a hundred thousand. That's four point two billion dollar car deal just because they think it's cool. I mean, the, right. Ford didn't spend eleven right. billion just on a whim that it might work. They're coming. But I, well, how do you guys feel about that? So the subsidy really is. I mean, is that just a way to pay off uh, union members? I don't know. What do you think? 
I do believe that is true. And here's the problem. From what I understand, we can't support that many electric vehicles in America. So what are they going to do about that? We cannot build well, enough charging but, but stations that's the, to support yeah, it. That's the, the second part of the infrastructure bill. There's a lot for modernizing the electric grid and, you know, thousands and thousands of miles. Of new Who's making money lines. off of that deal? Well, you know, There's another, you're right. Go again. There are, companies will make a lot of it. It will create a lot of jobs. Um, and if it, you know, if you listen to Biden, of course he's not going to say, "Yeah, the math doesn't work, and we're going to go under." Mm-hmm. Uh, but the economists that he, uh, you know, interviews say that that it will be a net deficit reduction over uh-huh. ten years. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's never true. They always say that. Clinton did it. Never true. Well, Clinton is the last one who balanced the budget. That's true. Uh, this is totally off topic, and I'm not trying to rail on the guy. It's just it looked really uncomfortable. Did you see that video of Biden talking to that woman yesterday? Uh-uh. I don't know what happened, but he spit right in her face. And I'm talking about a loogie. Oh, uh, he's talking, he's like, blah, 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 and all of a sudden the spit just shoots out of his mouth right in her face. Oh, no, it's funny you mention that because I, oh, I think you can find it on there, Cassie, if you want to see it. Oh, I, I was doing a Zoom with Alan Crutch yesterday who oh. was having breakfast in Las Vegas. He and Colton are out there for a deal and he's got his computer spe- uh, eat like this and we're talking and he keeps eating eggs and every once in a oh, while one yeah. would fly oh, yeah. and like, oh, yeah. it. You're ducking it. <laughs> Mike what do you think about the union uh, payoff on purchasing of electric vehicles what's your take on this well you know the, the, the great thing about it is that uh, people who people who do belong to unions make more money so anything that helps improve wages does actually help the economy, whereas tax breaks for billionaires doesn't really do it because no. I think it's I, I, it never has done it. It's ever since Ronald Reagan, you know, introduced uh, was not really his own idea, but introduced this concept and managed to sell it to the Republican Party that if we just gave billionaires more money, they would create more jobs. Well, obviously that didn't happen. It never happened because once you once you're worth a few billion dollars. You don't have any incentive to, to create new jobs or build new plants. You just send the money overseas. Right. So it cripples the country in a couple of different ways. So I'm all for, and, and look, the unions have been screwed over so, so many times in, in recent decades. They're not a whole lot of them left anyway. So anything that, that helps them helps the economy, in my mind, because it creates better paying jobs. That, that's true. So the pushback is coming from manufacturers, uh, a lot of foreign ones, Volkswagen most notably, that uh, moved assembly operations to the United States but purposely went to places where the union wasn't present. In other words, they're not building oh, sure. new plants up right. in Michigan. There's right. a lot of them in Tennessee and places like that, and now they're screaming right. bloody murder because they'll, they'll be at a huge competitive disadvantage. And those, you know, they don't pay as well as union jobs, but they are... They are pretty close. I mean, they're not they're not working for ten dollars an hour building Volkswagens. Those are those are pretty good paying yeah. jobs. So I don't know. To me, it just it it. There's part of me that thinks if we're going to go electric, and we are, mm-hmm. they it they should figure out how to make them bigger, better, faster, cheaper, like they always have, and yeah. throw out the tax credits altogether. But it will probably take something to jumpstart. And at Tom's point about overloading the grid. They think that, that electric vehicles 
will double in the next uh, three or four years, but that's on, that's only five percent of the market. It's right two right, and a half exactly. percent now. It was like one point two a year and a half ago. So that's about all they can handle. Yeah. Well, yeah. in the adoption rate and manufacturing, I mean, they can't build enough of them right, right now. I mean, right. Tesla doesn't have the problems that some of the other manufacturers do, but they're they're somewhat limited by their ability to produce cars as well. I want to buy that car. Quite, you that know, used to be a car that it was also a quiet. Boat. Mike was talking. Oh. You're going to learn how to not interrupt, Tom. <laughs> I hate you so much. I really hate you. I really do. Go forward. Better be good, Mike. You're up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, I look, all I was going to say was we can talk about this and debate it, but let's face it, Joe Manchin gets the deciding vote. He does. Yeah. He and Kristen Cinema. Yeah, it comes down to Joe Manchin and the gal that wore the jean jacket cut off to the Senate. What in the hell was she thinking? She's from Arizona. What do you think she was going to do? Come on. He's one of your Democrat buddies. (laughs) I don't like all Democrats. Just Just like I don't like all Republicans. (laughs) You think she's just barely a Democrat? Well, you know, I think the funny thing about, especially about Manchin, there's this speculation that he's going to leave the Democratic Party, join the Republicans. Why why do you think you want to go from the most powerful person in the Democratic Party to the least powerful one in the Republican That's Party? That's exactly it, Mike. It'll never happen for that very reason. Well, I, I heard he was power. threatening to, to become independent, not not go Republican. I, I don't know, maybe. I don't. He's never going to become a Republican. I don't see that happening yeah. at all. But at least he's fighting, you know, for those 12,000 coal miner jobs. You damn right. you got to have the coal miner jobs. 12,000, yeah. Who sticks up for the whale oil salesman? Yeah, what about <laughs> what about that? It's nobody. I still think it's hilarious. There's actually a radio announcers union. Is there really? Oh, what do you got? Four people in it? <laughs> I think it's CCO, and that's about it, isn't it? I, I don't. Is CCO unionized? I didn't know. Oh that. God, yeah. Oh, Are yeah, they really? Always, yeah, but but I don't think I don't think that that NPR is. I think it's their own version of a union, but I don't think it's an actual union. I don't know. I should check that. God, that'd be the most boring meetings ever. I will tell you one thing. I used to go over there back before there was, you know, all these uh, the, all this magnificent equipment. They were the only ones that could afford a, a, a dish. Oh, yeah. So when I did voiceover for another market, I'd have to go over to NPR to cut them because they were the only one. Yeah. And, and it was like four times a year you couldn't use them because at where the sun was, Right. Four times yeah. a year, you couldn't use the satellite dish, which was weird. But I went, this is a true story. I'm not kidding you. So I went the very first time I went over there. Have you ever been in their studios, the mm-hmm. NPR studios? Mm-hmm. They're Gorgeous. Oh, rather, yes. Rather nice, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. But I walk in, and I go, the guy goes, uh, yeah, you'll be in Studio A, Tom. So I walked over and reached for, he goes, don't touch the doorknob. I'm like, What? <laughs> he goes, that's somebody else's job. That's not your job. I said, oh, okay. So I go into the booth. Next thing, I go to put the headphones on. Don't touch the headphones. They had four different engineers for the door, the headphones, the audio. They had four engineers. Working KQ on has them. what? One serving the Upper Midwest. I don't think we even seven have one. county mosquito control. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they just. It's a part timer. I made the I made the mistake once of sort of reaching over to touch my microphone. Oh, no, no, no. You ain't touching that <laughs> microphone, Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they had to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's I, I admit to listening to public radio uh, fairly often, not all the time, but there's some of the programs I enjoy, but 
The thing that really pissed <coughs> me off was when they were building the light rail line. Yeah. And public radio was like, oh, it's too can't go here. It's too close to the studio. So they sued uh, the oh, light yeah. rail line. Right. I'm like, okay, so my tax money is going to the radio station so they can sue the rail line, which is also being funded by my taxes. <laughs> yeah. exactly. how, does, how does this work? You're losing your ass, pal. That's all I know. There's no question about it. But I have a leasing question from a listener. All right. It says, can you describe what the down payment does for a lease and how to lease correctly? Oh, I well, like it. Well, I'm a big believer in um, sign-and-drive leasing, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite honestly. It's the easiest way to uh, compare lease pricing. And... Typically, if you can afford the payment, um, you're better off because you're, you're keeping the, the money that you would use as a down payment. Liar. All a down payment does is it would reduce the monthly payment, but it doesn't reduce the cost of the lease. In other words, if a sign-and-drive lease is $300 a month, and if you, but if you made the first payment, paid all the license fees and taxes up front, it might drop the lease payment down to 250 or 240 But okay. to compare them... Uh, I always tell people to look at sign-and-drive leases because that's the easiest way. Leasing can get really uh, mathematically complicated depending on how they're presented, and sometimes they're not really presented that clearly. Well, <laughs> Some people aren't up front. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Right. Well, Luther's. Like, Luther's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, David. I'm kidding, Mike Gallagher. I'm just well, because like one of the problems I run into, I do a ton of driving, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of driving. So, and I know, like, there's tiers when leasing uh, mileage packages. Sure. The more mileage that you want, the more expensive it's going to be. So I don't know how that works with sign-and-drive leases. Do you have that option to change yeah, the mileage? Yeah, you can change the mileage, and it, it really get, brings up a good point. So I, I've had a lot of friends that say, oh, I drive too many miles a year to lease. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, how many do you drive? Well, 30,000 miles a year. So you, you would lease. think that a 30,000 miles per year intuitively would be twice as much as a 15,000-mile year lease. It's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and it depends on the vehicle, but I had a friend who was a salesperson, and, you know, our Honda leases, Accords were 12,000 miles a year, and it was, this is before COVID hit, $300 a month. Mm-hmm. By going to 30,000 miles a year, the payment went up to 420. Okay. And the reason for that is, a hundred thousand mile accord isn't worth half of what a fifty thousand mile yeah. accord is. It's not a linear equation. Oh, okay. so. mm-hmm. I know it's a little boring, but it's a good. It's a really good question because a lot of people say I drive too many miles to lease, and then they they sign up for sixty month financing, and they're always we have an insider term. It's called well, yeah, because like buried. for me, I do like in, my, in spare time and stuff. I do like Uber Eats and DoorDash. Yeah. So. For me to lease a vehicle. You have nine kids. When do you have spare time? Well, right now they're in school. <laughs> you know, and then the weeks I don't have my boys, I there's nothing to do. So, and I I don't want to sit at home by myself because oh, Dave has yeah. been gone. So it just gives me something to do because I'm not I'm one of those people that just can't sit at home yeah. and do nothing. I just can't, and uh, I can only clean so much. And um, but so it's like. Is it worth me leasing a vehicle if I decide to get a new vehicle? Because we have some 15-year-olds that are going to be getting permits, and yeah. they're going to need a vehicle. Um, get so, your business card out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going ha- to have to get a new vehicle here eventually soon. And so it's like, you know, would it be more cost-effective for me to purchase a vehicle versus leasing? 
you know, because it's hard for me to gauge how many miles I'm I going was just going to gonna bring that up. That, that where people get in trouble is if they don't buy enough miles up front. In other yeah. words, uh, they'll set it for twelve or fifteen thousand miles and they drive twenty. Um, then you pay mileage penalties when you turn the vehicle in, and I don't. It's different in different manufacturers. Twenty-five cents a mile. But it's in more expensive cases. than as if you get them up front. So that mm-hmm. that is one place. That is one of the dangers of leasing. Nothing is perfect. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of the pratfalls. If you're considering it, try to just really calculate how much uh, close to how many miles. Yeah, I have a mileage tracker, so yeah. it's just you know I try and stay in our area yeah. in the south of uh, the metro, but. You know, every once in a while, I have to jet out to Minneapolis and whatnot. But yeah, it's just you know one of those things. So I'm I'm trying to prepare myself because probably within the next probably year or two, I'm going to have to get a new vehicle. Well, I know a couple of Nissan guys will take it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What people don't think of sometimes though is when you do drive more miles, although it does give you a more expensive payment per se because you got to pay for those miles up front, Mm -hmm. um, or that's the best way to do it. Your car also, if you were doing a six-year loan or something, it depreciated that much more because you're putting on a lot of miles. So yeah. it's that much harder to get out of it on the on the back end, whereas a lease, at least, you're kind of paying for it as you go. So mm-hmm. what I always recommend is you let's try to build a lease for the miles that you believe you're going to do, and we can run a, a purchase payment also. And if the payment makes sense on a lease, it's probably the right way to go. Okay. But if it gets out of the budget, then then you purchase it and we deal with it. Yeah, okay. I know. A lot of people, I've had a lot of people ask me the differences between leasing and, and buying a car. And, like, why would you lease a car? Because, like, my ex and his family, his dad was buying a car every two years. I'm like, why is yeah, he see, just not it, leasing it? If, if, if you're doing that, you might as well lease it because you have a lower payment. Well, yeah, because and the they old put joke us- is. <laughs> And some people say, well, I don't, I like to own everything. And then the salesperson's <laughs> snotty rejoinder is, do you know why there's a window at the drive-thru at the bank hmm. so they can look at your car every time you drop off the paycheck? Because <laughs> yeah. they own it, not you. Yeah. Well, because, like, my ex, he would do the same thing. And what he was doing, he kept rolling over the loan from the previous vehicle yep. because... And so by the time our last vehicle that we purchased together, our vehicle payment was like $600, but the actual payment for that vehicle was only like yeah. three. dollars you're driving a Toyota Yaris for six fifty yeah. a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so exactly. it's like... Nothing wrong with the Yaris, but it's not a $650 a month car. Well, yeah, well, I had a Ford Explorer, and it was just because we had like three other vehicles back, you know, rollover payments into that payment. And I was like, this is not cost-effective yeah. at all. So I tell people, I says, you know, if you, if you want to keep a car a long time and, and it, it, there's always variables but i think the best strategy is to find a one or two year old uh used car that's got factory warranty left and then just you know drive it for 10 years mm-hmm. but if you're like you and your ex-husband and you like new stuff every two to three years it's there's very few cases that you can make where leasing isn't the answer yeah exactly and you do a worry-free lease like Tom, and you don't have to worry about your oil changes, your tire rotations, or anything. Oh, see, that's awesome. It's all handled. Unless it's a Rolls-Royce, and then you still get to pay. Sorry, you do one with Walzer Nissan, and then yeah, you don't have right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Hey, let Walls me ask you about that. How many people take it, percentage-wise, take, we started this. Uh, program called worry-free leasing and it's it's uh, it's more expensive than just a standard lease it's like an add-on but it covers all your incidentals like oil yep. changes tires mm-hmm. wheel uh, care and all that sort of stuff 
What percentage of people take advantage of that, other than Tom, or is he the only one you talked into it? <laughs> I didn't tell him. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're running about 70% right okay. now. Um, Stephen is the one who does all the hard work of selling it to people or providing it to people and letting them know, but... It's a no-brainer for me. I mean, especially if you're going to do, even if you do a three-year, 36,000-mile lease, simply for the, you get free oil changes. It covers all of the wearable items now that weren't covered under factory warranty. So your belts and your hoses, brakes. Brake pads. Brake pads, yeah. The only things that really aren't covered right now are going to be your tires, which you're going to have to replace those anyway. But then the 24-hour roadside assistance that you get, and it's good in all 50 states in Canada, free key fob replacement, paintless door replacement. Um, dings, so all if your all wife covered. kicks you out of the house and throws the keys into the pond, you can call the roadside assistance and they'll help you out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Mike. <laughs> now you tell them. Oh. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, thank, thanks for asking the question and whoever the listener was. That's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just have a phone number, which I'm not going to say on air. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. It's not... Moon, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Moon. Exactly. Oh, I haven't seen Moon in a while. How's I had a doing? long talk with him uh, about a week and a half ago. He was very proud of his uh, induction speech into the yes. uh, Minnesota Radio Hall of Fame, and so proud I that didn't he even made know he me got watch in. it. Nobody told me. Oh, really? Well, I didn't know until I saw it on Facebook. But it was pretty funny. He goes, you know, I've done twelve thousand hours of shows. I've done six thousand breaks. I've done this. And all with less than four minutes of actual content. Yeah, <laughs> that was just cool. It yeah, was pretty funny. Yeah, he, content. <laughs> we actually share. If you want, you can listen to the induction on one of his podcasts. I pull oh, the okay. audio from it for him, and um, I do. I upload his shows, and I take care of his website and everything every Friday. So if you want, you could, you know, Tom Bernard Show listeners, we can. Just go on Facebook or whatever and listen to Moon's podcast. Yeah, that's great. Which is the worst name ever. Moon, Moon Pea Jug, Jug and Hobbs. The picture is of <laughs> him in a hospital gown with a urinal right next to his face and a big smile on his face. I said, are you purposely trying to drive listeners away? I know. His poor wife is dubbed Pea Jug. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> 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 yes. Wonderful Cynthia Pea Jug. Yes. And then Hobbs is whoever the guest is for the... He's, and he's well, it's had, Tiffany Norton. She's, well, but... Uh, I love Tiffany. Okay. It, is she always Hobbs now? Yeah. Okay, because originally the deal was whoever the guest was was going to be he was going to call him Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> he he's great, and I mean, yeah, he's been kind of up and down with his health lately, but um, other than that, yeah, he's been doing great. He's just been busy doing the podcast, and I think he had one of his kids leave. Yeah, his son is going to graduate school in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of bummed out that his kid had a gold win in Germany. going to Germany to become a psychiatrist. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> they finally, kicked out a few. Finally you know. get rid of Freud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. German psychiatrist. Yeah, I don't know. So. Scandinavian and German mostly, weren't they? Mm-hmm. At the beginning. A lot of Germans. Uh, Carl Jung. Why don't we just leave it up to the Germans and the Swedes to tell us how we should act? What the hell's wrong with you? I know, they always sound angry. That was my favorite Steve Carell, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert bit. They worked for uh, Dana Carvey in a very short-lived show called The Dana Carvey Show. One which season. Is hysterically funny. 
But there's a skit that they did, Germans say nice things. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Carell's like, how are you, Godfather? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> no, honestly, God, that was that show was hilarious. The Dana Carvey show was called. I found something really quirky that's super weird and I like, and all my kids can't believe I'm watching it. It's called Dave. And it's oh, yeah, about yeah, a, yeah. a Jewish rapper, and his rap name is Little Dicky because when he was born, he had some umbilical cord issues. And it's it's Sarah thinks he looks like King David. We made it through three episodes, and it's it's flat out weird and really bizarre, and at times super funny. So. <laughs> and apparently, he is an actual rapper. My stepson told me that at dinner last night. Oh no! Oh, you're talking about Little Dicky? Yeah, he's pretty good. I said. Oh, wait a minute, it's not... Uh, he's an actual rapper? Oh, yeah. This isn't satire? What? You're well, watching it's a kind documentary of both, so. yeah. that way. You cannot use Well, you know, we, we do everything we can to uh, appropriate black culture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. No doubt. I have one rap song I like. The rest of it, I think, is total garbage. Mm-hmm. I know which one. What is it? California Love. I love that song. It's about being proud of where you're from. Instead of how you'd like to get drunk and kill someone. Boy, there's some happy music. <laughs> I can't picture you blasting that song. <laughs> I mean, I just What, can't. California Love? Yeah. Eh, it's a good song. It is. I like it, too. Doug, your show's over. Oh, my God. It just raced by. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, another episode of Car Selling Secrets next week. An automotive genius in marketing. Oh, so not today. <laughs> in marketing, you didn't let me finish the rest I'm of the promo. <laughs> uh, young woman who is the COO of Cuneo Advertising, which is the parent company of Car Soup, and she got her start in sales selling radio and worked at KQ back in the 90s. Who Katie Richter will be joining us. I love Katie Richter. Haven't seen her in years. Yep, she's uh, she's super excited to be on. I was I was trying to sell her some software and I, she wasn't getting very far. And I said, I know I know what it'd help. You want to be in a podcast with Tom? Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now she will not be nervous. Oh, no, no, you just whore me off. Is that what you do? It's not all about you, Tom. More me now. Sometimes about <laughs> other people. Thanks to JLo and first-time guest Steve for stopping in uh, and being Mr. part Gale of Car fan. Selling Secrets. We will be back next week and then off the following week. I'll be out of town and you will be too. You'll be in uh, Nashville. Nashville? Will Na I? Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. I will? <laughs> yeah, you're leaving on Thursday, so I doubt Tell you're doing me. a podcast. <laughs> you told me this morning. I said, when are you going to Nashville? <laughs> well, we're leaving on Thursday. You said one of the guys going to Nashville. I didn't say I was going. Oh, you're not going? No, I am you going. You might want to recut all those promos. <laughs> come, come join us in Nashville. Oh, I'm not. Not, not this Tom Bernard. It's Tom Bernard, the vegetable peddler from the farmer's market. <laughs> the, the popcorn king. That's right. We close with this. Carver County Fair, what, 25 years ago? Yeah. 30 years ago. They asked me if I'd come on a, up here at the Carver County Fair. So it had to be 30 years ago, right at the beginning of the show, 35 years ago, maybe. Would you come out and appear at the Carver County Fair? I said, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm trying to get an audience cooking and all the rest of it. I walk out on stage. The place is packed. Walk out on stage, and everybody's like, like, what the hell? And the guy up front goes, who are you? I said, Tom Bernard. He goes, 
You ain't the popcorn king. <laughs> Apparently there was another guy with the same name, the popcorn king. Oh, no. They all thought it was the popcorn king that was coming, and I was a piece of shit, apparently. <laughs> and the popcorn king filled the stadium. Yes. Oh, yeah, the popcorn king filled the stadium. It wasn't me, it was the popcorn king. That's just awesome. That's great. God damn it, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's it, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.